Welcome to this episode of the Advanced Southwest Iowa Launchcast. I'm Todd Studer. We are joined in studio today by Nikki Ferguson, Manager of Entrepreneurial Development at Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation. We also have some special guests in studio that we'll introduce to you in just a moment. Nikki, it's been a while. Todd, we had uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, uh, we're almost to Happy Valentine's Day. Oh. So <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a minute. A, so it, yeah, it, it's been a little bit. But uh, you were able to take a little bit of time off between the holidays, and uh, now you're back at it and busier than ever. Absolutely, it's reflecting on last year and pushing forward with big plans for this year. So stay tuned for that. Well, I'm excited to learn more, but we're not going to learn about that today. No. However, you are still meeting new people, new entrepreneurs coming in. Um, and sometimes it is just a, a nonprofit that you make a connection with, much the way uh, of our guest today. Yes, I'm excited to introduce them to you and everybody else that's listening. And so we can all collectively welcome them to Council Bluffs in the Midwest and our cold winters. Absolutely. Uh, Byron and Britt Graham are here uh, joining us in studio today. And well, what was it, about six weeks ago that you were still in Southern California, or how far back does that go? Yes, six weeks ago we were in uh, Pomona, California. I just sold my house December 5th, and uh, the goal was to move to Iowa because we wanted our nonprofit to be in the center of the country so we could fundraise for youth for in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu all over the country. So uh, we literally sold our house December 5th and made our way over here and bought a house and moved in December 27th. Did you have a destination in mind when you left? Yes. It was going to be Iowa, but we weren't sure where. We were looking at sort of middle Iowa um, in maybe the maybe the Des Moines area that, that a little more Des Moines, and then we did start looking at Omaha because we were looking at Zillow and we were looking at areas. And we had a friend actually, her um, her sister lived in Omaha. She said she loved it there, and I was like, and then we ended up in Kearney. So I got to sort of backtrack a little bit. So um, we are a jiu-jitsu nonprofit, and uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a martial art. And that martial art is uh, for self-defense, but we also like to say it's also for self-awareness. And uh, it's a physical martial art, so we do sort of grappling, submissions. Um, but it's, it teaches a lot of um, beautiful uh, dignity and respect for your, for your fellow training partner. Um, I've been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about nine years, and... Um, I just got my black belt a year and a half ago in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, I wanted to. It's kind of like once you get a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, it's like your next journey is to start to teach the art, bring the art. And um, we had this nonprofit that we've been doing for the last three and a half years, and I wanted to expand it more. And I also wanted to open up my own school, and Iowa was the place that we looked at originally, and uh, we ended up here. That's it, it's really kind of cool that uh, I, I love it when when we get new people into town and uh, fresh ideas and the the type of thing that you're talking about uh, I think can really be a benefit to our community here and I think that the community can be a benefit to you I think it's I think it's going to be a great mesh I, I definitely believe it's a win win um, there is no Brazilian Jiu Jitsu schools in this town and right before uh, we came here we ended up in um, Kearney, Nebraska, and we were visiting a jiu-jitsu school there, and the guys were telling us about Council Bluffs and Omaha, and I was just doing the numbers on the population in this town, and I was shocked that there's 
64,000 people that live in this town, and there is not one Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. If you're from California, where we are, um, where we're from, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is almost like McDonald's in California and Texas. So uh, coming to a town where there's very little or none is such a rare thing. Um, you know, for those that don't know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, came to America more or less in the 90s, in the beginning of the early UFC. It's a Japanese martial art that went to Brazil, and then the Gracie family sort of came, uh, sort of popularized it here and brought it to the States. Then the UFC started, which I believe I heard this, that one of uh, your fire captain here is actually a former UFC fighter. That's what I heard. I haven't met him yet, but I, I heard that. But um, yeah, so this martial art, um, people have been training it for the last, you know, 25, 30 years here in America. And um, it's really changed a lot of people's lives. And um, I felt that it could do the same for youth. And we created a program based around that same principle, using jujitsu to help youth. So how young of uh, uh, students are you, did you have in California and are you hoping to have here? Well, I mean, what's the age range of, of, of students that you would accept? Uh, most people, uh, most jiu-jitsu schools start around four or five years old is when youth usually start training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We have our son, Forrest, and he's a year and a half, so he'll probably start training a little earlier than other people. But that's because his mom trains, I train, so... And he's he's funny. He's been around jujitsu his entire life. So. Well, and you can hear him running around the studio right yeah, now. Doing, At least I hope so. He's, do, he's doing this <laughs> he's a lot of fun. He's doing this thing. We call him Baby Coach. And uh, so yeah, we we really just believe in what jujitsu does for youth. And coming to a community like Council Bluffs, where there is no jujitsu, um, you know, my first week here, I just went to the Walmart and was just walking around thinking could be like some of the people that I'm looking at right now could be students of mine in the very near future. And that's pretty inspiring to think about just walking around, meeting different neighbors. And um, I plan on starting a school at some point here. Um, uh, we fortunately bought a house that has a lot of acreage and a very unique front garage situation. So I'll probably be teaching some jujitsu out of that front garage. We got it cemented. Um, so they never had cement in their garage, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's um, like I say, it's a it's an interesting neighborhood. Um, it's it's a good mix of old world and new world, and I think um, I'm always a fan of old brick buildings and uh, early early homes. Um, our house is built in 1920, and I love remodeling it and bringing it back to its its. Uh, early days of when it was really a, a beautiful old house, farmhouse, you know. So, yeah. So we have a lot of things that we want to do and a lot of plans. And um, fortunately, I have a great partner in all this. My wife, Britt, she, um, we've been on the road for the last three and a half years uh, doing our nonprofit through COVID, through everything. And um, we've learned a lot. And we have an interesting way of how we fundraise. And I'd like for Britt to explain what is our way that we fundraise for youth in jiu-jitsu, Britt? Well, and uh, Britt Graham, thank you for your time as well. And it, this is kind of cool that I think that the, how you are uh, raising money for your nonprofit and the things that you're doing. So go ahead and tell folks about specifically about what it is that you're doing. Yeah, and uh, thank you again for having us. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, so my husband, Byron, and I, we make delicious handcrafted jams. Um, he's a black belt in jujitsu. He's also a DJ, so he makes jams on the turntables. There you go. Jams in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so we do kind of like, um, 
kind of like a pop-up fundraiser, kind of like the Girl Scout cookies. You find them in the corners. They do a pop-up. Mm -hmm. You don't really buy them in stores or online. So we fundraise at different jujitsu schools and then use the profits of our jams to give back to the community of jujitsu through the youth. And so our program, we've been able to go as far from California to Maryland. Some of our jams has actually been shipped to Japan, really, Mexico. So it's pretty cool that we're able to reach and make all these connections all across the country and some out of the country um, just based off what we did in our kitchen. Um, someone donated some plums to us. They weren't the best tasting plums. And so right when we got started with our nonprofit, we had chicken. So we will sell eggs. We grew vegetables, fruits. And so when they donated the plums, we're like, oh, we can't sell this. <laughs> so my husband's grandmother actually made jam. And so that's how we kind of. That's where it started. Yeah. Yes. So plum jam was our very first jam. And then it expanded to strawberry, blueberry, pineapple. We have a mixed berry. Now we have a spicy plum chipotle, peach cobbler, apple pie, blackberry. Am I missing? Well, she listed a lot of jams. We make at least 12 to 13 different jams throughout the year based on fruit availability. Sure. And um, what we do, uh, which is kind of unique, is we made the jam name sort of more jujitsu. So our blackberry jam is black belt. Our mixed berry jam, uh, for people that are in jujitsu, a red belt is like one of the highest levels. So we call it our red belt mixed berry jam. Uh, we also have a blue belt jam, which is like kind of like your second belt that you get in jujitsu. Let me, matter of fact, let me give you the layout of the belts so okay. people kind of know. So white belt is the first belt you get in jujitsu, and that belt usually takes you about a year, year and a half to get through, and then your next belt is going to be your blue belt, and then that's usually about two years of jujitsu training. Uh, you get your blue belt. Your next belt after that is your purple belt. Uh, purple belt is usually about a year and a half, two years of training. And then after that, you have a brown belt, which is about a year and a half, two years of training. And then you get to the final belt of, I would say, kind of like your teaching belt, which is your black belt. And uh, like I said, I've been training jiu-jitsu for about nine years. And I got my black belt last year. So a lot of training, a lot of uh, grappling with a lot of people, <laughs> meeting a lot of interesting people. But Going back to the jam, so we try to incorporate those belts to some degree. We don't have a brown belt jam because there's no brown jam. <laughs> I don't know how well that'll sell. <laughs> we don't have a white belt jam. We don't have a white belt jam. You got to earn it. I'm thinking some kind of apple butter or something hey, like that. Hey, well, see, there you go. We do, we do make an apple pie jam, and um, my, my wife comes from wrestling, uh, which is big over here. Uh, so, oh, yeah. You, you came to the right place for that. Yes. So we have a wrestling, our, our apple um, pie jam is called apple collar tie, which is a, it's a, it's a move in, in wrestling, but we also use it in jujitsu too. So that's one of the things about jujitsu is it, uh, it also incorporates the wrestling into it as well. So it's, so for people that were wrestlers, like my wife, um, post high school and college, there's really not much to do with wrestling. Um, but for jujitsu, uh, it kind of can give a wrestler like a new sense. Like I can grapple again and I can grapple from, we say from five to 85. So I'm 50 years old and, um, I train all the time. Um, I think it keeps me young and keeps me focused, mm -hmm. keeps my brain moving. And, um, you know, and I, w I want to be able to offer that same mindset to youth. I think it's really important to empower youth that way. Brett, I'm curious. Somebody came up with the idea first about leaving California and coming to Iowa. Uh, who, who initiated that conversation? 
I want to say Byron. And so when you brought it up, it was like one of those things where you didn't even have to think twice. You're like, yeah, let's get out of here. When? What's helped us prepare to just making the transition so smoothly of moving is being on the road with our nonprofit. We have um, a van that we would sleep in and camp in. We cook out of our van and we shower at truck stops and we do laundry at local laundromats and just living that kind of lifestyle of simplicity really just made the transitions easier because we don't hold on to so much materialistic things that we need to carry with us everywhere we go. We we know how to carry the necessities that's going to keep us stable for our travels and then um, hitting the road going across the country, um, living in different climates. So kind of learning about that too and just meeting the people and getting invited to come back. We're like, okay, like we can do this. And this was in the very beginning um, of was it June of 2020 when we first went across the country? Yeah. And we took 100 jams in our van and said, let's take a leap of faith and see mm-hmm. what happens. And so we got a lot of positive feedback with our jams at our nonprofit, taking it outside of California. So we that kind of gave us another fire to keep pushing, regardless of the situation back in California around that time. Well, I would like to uh, say that uh, I am thrilled and excited that I'm seeing some folks from California that did not end up in Austin, Texas. It seems that was where everyone seems to be going. If they leave in California, that's where they're at. But I, I'm, wow, guys, I'm just thrilled you're here. And, and I think that, you know, your mission and your passion for young people and, and uh, the, the fact that you are bringing something to our community uh, that is now your community yep. and uh, that is not here and it's going to be something new. Uh, that uh, can really benefit young people. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled and I'm excited and, and, and I'm, I'm very excited to watch this unfold. Now, right now, you don't have any kind of target dates yet, right? It's still kind of in motion? Well, we literally moved in uh, December 27th, so we haven't even been here in town a month. Not even a month yet, no. no. Yeah, we barely got our furniture delivered from California last Thursday, so we're still <laughs> unpacking, um, but... Everything um, that we talked about, definitely we do have a plan of having it out of the garage. You know, think big, sure. act small. Mm-hmm. A lot of great jujitsu actually started out of garages. Uh, <laughs> so. Actually, gr- jujitsu in California started out of garages. And um, and jujitsu is a huge industry now. Um, we're, we're a bit of a, we're not as much of a spectator sport, unfortunately. We should, because uh, it is pretty exciting. We're getting there to the spectator part. It's kind of more of the people that train jiu-jitsu are the ones that like to watch jiu-jitsu. But we have um, grappling shows every year, like ADCC, which is um, Abu Dhabi Combat Club. And they put on a show, which kind of showcases... Uh, we have two different forms of jiu-jitsu. So let me just lay these out so people understand. We have uh, gi jiu-jitsu, which is sort of like the kimono style, Japanese style. Uh, but it's more tailored towards a, a tailored-looking gi. They're not like big, uh, how would you say, like... Like bathrobes. They're not like big bathrobes anymore. When I first started, they were still at the tail end of looking like bathrobes, and now they're like more tailored and nice. And then we also have what we call no-gi. Uh, no-gi is really, really popular, especially for wrestlers, because a lot of wrestlers, like I said, my wife comes from wrestling, and uh, a lot of wrestlers, that's kind of the feel they're used to from grappling and wrestling. So Nogi fits in with a lot of them. And their schools, uh, we've been to a couple schools out here uh, in Omaha. One is an Aries Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school and also is a 10th Planet school that we went to and trained at. So so just to, you, Jiu-Jitsu has these two sort of um, 
How would you describe them, Brit? What are they? Two two different styles. Like they can translate you back and forth, like what you learn in no gi. You can translate it with just the same type of control in gi. And then in gi, you're used to grabbing the gi, the uniform, the kimonos, the lapels. And you just translate that to wrist control or head control. Um, but like, it's funny because how Byron mentioned I come from wrestling, I thought I would gravitate towards more no-gi because when I first started in the gi, I'm like, why are they grabbing my clothes? Why are they doing this? Like, I'm not comfortable with this. But I actually enjoy competing and training in gi a lot more than no-gi coming from a wrestling background. So you get a lot of that too with wrestlers. Yes, but um, but jujitsu, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a very unique martial art because it, I would say when it left Brazil, came to America, there was a lot of like the, it's early UFC, so it was a lot of like tough guys that were sort of training jujitsu like in the early 90s. I would say now jujitsu has really evolved toward, uh, to the nerd more than anybody else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite interesting to watch. Uh, you know, it's like people who did, never thought they had strength and then all of a sudden they start training jujitsu and they find this other inner strength. They find a physical strength, but they also find a mental strength. And um, I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. I wasn't really an athlete growing up, but jujitsu has kind of made me more athletic. And I started jujitsu at 42, which, and then I got my black belt relatively quick. Um, I had a goal of getting my black belt before I turned 50, and I got my black belt when I was 49, and I turned 50 a few months later. So, there's, there's a lot of goals that you can set with jiu-jitsu that I think it's, it's, that's what's so important. And in communities like Council Bluffs, where it, it seems like there's a trajectory of where we're on our way up, I think goal setting is going to be the key to making uh, those transitions happen. So we just don't have like, you know, a little bit of a Broadway street. We have more than Broadway street. And we can start to think about how do we incorporate this whole town together into one thing. Well, I think that uh, obviously step one, you need to raise some funds in order to be able to pull all of this off. And uh, you, your jams are a great way, great start to that. Are you online anywhere where people can find you with those? Or how are you getting the word out with that? Well, we have an Instagram that okay. we use a lot. Um, our Instagram is, uh, is probably our most that we use. We also have a website and we have a Patreon. So people are always welcome to donate to our Patreon. We have several people that donate, you know, as low as $5 a month, but it all helps with the greater vision. I I think for me, I needed to be in a town that was going to be really conducive to expand my goals. And, um, I, I really believe that the town that I'm in is the place for me to be, for me to see not just, um, not just expanding your goals, but also like being able to share something with people. Cause this is what I've learned with jujitsu. Okay. And I, and I love this about it. I love seeing how I've seen people start who didn't know anything about jujitsu, who, who didn't believe in themselves very much. And they start training jujitsu. And then all of a sudden they find this fire about themselves. And it's like, every time I see it, I'm always like, man, that's the, that's the inspiration I want to see. That's, so I know that in 10 years, you know, like I will have that same feeling with many people around the town because that's what you become. You know, you become part of the town in that way, a part of the fabric of the town. And, I, and I, I look forward to watching youth that maybe they didn't think much of themselves beforehand. And then all of a sudden they find this jujitsu thing 
And I don't, I think there's nothing wrong with it being in the garage. I definitely think it can be in a garage. It can be in a, a 3,000 square foot facility, wherever. I just want to see youth believe in themselves and believe that they can take their life to another level and also expand the town they're in. Uh, not everything is about leaving and going, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that go west and there's a lot of people, not a lot of people go middle and not a lot of people go to Council Bluff, Iowa from California. So, and I, I couldn't even believe there was no schools here. I didn't know there was officially no schools here until maybe the first week we were here. We were like, okay, there's not a single jujitsu school here. Not one. Like I could see there being at least one. There's not one. So maybe that's the sign. Hey, the door's open. You know, the opportunity's here, so take it. Well, I think uh, I'm glad you saw the sign. I'm, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, I think that, well, uh, Red, I'm going to talk to you more about your wrestling background uh, <laughs> after we get done here because uh, uh, I'm kind of a sports nut. So anyway, nice. uh, thank you both, Byron and Britt Graham, for uh, coming in and uh, talking with us. Say, before I let you go, you guys quickly made connection with Nikki at uh, Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation. How did that connection happen, and how has it been like very in the very early going so far? Yeah, so um, like we mentioned, we make jams driving around. We um, heard about Council Kitchen, or Kitchen Council. Kitchen Council, yeah. And so um, we reached out, and I believe um, the woman running the facility is on maternity leave, and so I believe Terry was the one that referred us to Nikki. And so she emailed us an introduction, and I'm like, I got to meet Nikki. I called up Nikki. We met for coffee, and it was like a spider web of connection. She's like, you got to meet this person. I'm going to put you in contact with this person. So, Oh, she's good at that, isn't she? Oh, she's the best at that. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So I was able to meet Donna from, from the Community Foundation. Yes, yep. of Western Iowa. Yep. She's awesome, and she's getting me connected with a few other people as well. And then I was able to talk to Kristen, who kind of does about some micro lending for businesses. And I got to um, talk to some other people about um, grant writing for a nonprofit. So just the connections everywhere. And I got to meet um, Georgie and his father, Ivan, that run the best grappler. Wrestler. wrestler, the best wrestler here. Yep. And they're great people. So meeting all these people and the connections, like, uh, like how Byron mentioned about goals, my goals to be the one that gets connected with the community, meet the people, go out there. I'm very big on talking in person, not so much texting or emailing and everything. So I love meeting people in person. And then with the school, I think it's going to be a really good job getting the community connected too, because it not only will it benefit the kids, but it's going to benefit families too. They all train together. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful sport. Both of you, welcome. Thank you. We're, we're, th we're thrilled you're here. And uh, stay in touch. Don't don't be a stranger. Uh, let's uh, let's keep connected. And uh, I want to watch this grow with you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. You can so come much. take a class in our garage. Come take a class. <laughs> <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Learn Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu for everyone, as they say. Gracie Baja. <laughs> well, if you can help me lose about uh, whatever it is I've got going around my waist here, that would be a big help too. Uh, well, kind of a bit of a background story. Actually, when Byron and I got together, I was 180 pounds, and so mind you, when I was wrestling, I was 103 pounds. Both college, I gained a lot of weight. And so um, when I started jujitsu um, with the help of Byron too, um, I lost 55 pounds in six and a half months. So wow. I started at 180 and then I competed in my first um, major jujitsu tournament, which is IBJJF and Nogi. 
and I got third, and I weighed in 124 pounds. So it's if you sign up, it's gonna <laughs> happen. Goal, She's yeah. gonna show you her highlights too. She's got some good highlights. They're amazing. <laughs> what college did you wrestle for? Uh, Missouri Baptist University in St. Louis. Oh, so I was there for a season, and then mm-hmm. um, in California, I wrestled at Charter Oak High School for all four years. Okay. Um, it's funny because when I first started, I wasn't very athletic, and I lost. Every one of my wrestling matches, my first year of wrestling, except for one match. Right. And then I ended it, um, the season that year with our coach hosting a banquet. And I saw my stat sheet where how many wins and losses and takedowns. And I'm like, wow, I got one win and over 20 losses. <laughs> I, I got to turn something around. And so it just made me hungrier and put a fire in me to keep training harder, do more outside of the wrestling room on top of what our coaches has, has us working on. So from freshman year, not winning anything to senior year, getting first at CIF and third in the state of California and got scholarship offers. So that's what hard work will take you. I'm, I'm sitting here being inspired. I really am. <laughs> well, Britt, you know, she's an inspirational person. Um, like a lot of people, people don't always get to see what they're special at. And so um, I saw something in her. She heard what I had to say, and uh, she trusted that I had a good vision. And that trust is what's kept us going, because we are a very, we've only been together for almost four years, and we've done a lot of things in four years. <laughs> like one, like making Baby Forest, and we have another We have another one, Carlton, it's coming in April. So we're here to make a team. <laughs> yeah, and then what's beautiful about um, having my husband as a higher belt training is that I was able to train during my pregnancy with Forrest. So he's been literally on the mat since he's been in my belly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's full of energy. He's, he's visited 80 jiu-jitsu schools. Already? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So our, we, we travel a lot. Um, we try to, like I say, we are our own self-marketers and promoters for our jams. Um, sort of the idea of going on the road the way we did was I used to look at the old pro wrestlers when they would go on the road, Ric Flair and all those guys would Mm -hmm. go on the road and, you know, they have the road stories and we have a lot of road stories too, because we've been on the road, you get to see the different towns, as they say, the money and the miles. So you have to pay attention to all these things. And, uh, so my son, you know, he has been, he has been everywhere with us. I also, like I say, I also DJed for a, for a, a, a jujitsu event called Arte Suave. I would DJ, my wife was the MC, and our son would be there in the pack and play. And sometimes he'd be asleep, sometimes he'd be up, sometimes I'm DJing, and we're just passing the kid back and forth. <laughs> and, I, you know, just to show people, like, uh, your kids should never be your hindrance. It's just, it's just you know, one is you kind of got to train your kid to, to work the way you are. And uh, he, like I said, he's visited 80, over 80 jiu-jitsu schools across the country. Yeah. And he's a year and a half. Yeah, wow. I think he was less than two weeks old when he visited his first jujitsu school, and then three months old when we took him all across the country with us. Well, we had uh, talked before we got started about uh, pronouncing jujitsu, and I'm sure that he, he's not going to have a problem with it. Never. No. <laughs> Byron and Britt Graham, Fostering Jujitsu is the name of their nonprofit, uh, and uh, look for this facility that's going to be coming uh, to our area very, very soon. Also joining us today on the LaunchCast, Nikki Ferguson, Manager of Entrepreneurial Development at Advanced Southwest Iowa Corporation. And as always, we thank you for listening. New episodes out each week, so until next time, take care.